This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. As a person with a very deep voice, I'm hired all the time for advertising campaigns. But a deep voice doesn't sell B2B. And advertising on the wrong platform doesn't sell B2B either. That's why if you're a B2B marketer, you should use LinkedIn ads. LinkedIn has the targeting capabilities to help you reach the world's largest professional audience. That's right, over 70 million decision makers all in one place. All the big wigs, then medium wigs, also small wigs who are on the path to becoming big wigs. Okay, that's enough about wigs. LinkedIn ads allows you to focus on getting your B2B message to the right people. So, does that mean you should use ads on LinkedIn instead of hiring me, the man with the deepest voice in the world? Yes. Yes, it does. Get started today and see why LinkedIn is the place to be to be. We'll even give you a $100 credit on your next campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash results to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash results. Terms and conditions apply. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Five from the Hive is live this week. We're going to Highbury, or the Emirates even, as we call it, but we still like to call it Highbury. And we normally like to speak to an away friend every single week in our Five from the Hive section. But today we're going live. We're talking to Matt White, former Kiss FM DJ, major label record exec as well. The first person to take hip-hop and R&B on a weekly basis to the Ministry of Sound with Smooth. He's got the longest Sunday club in London. It's 17-year, that's called Bubbling Over at Bar Rumba. And also now, he's got Catch a Groove, which is still running in London. And he's on air and a shareholder of My Soul radio station as well. But the most important thing... Matt White is a massive, massive Arsenal fan. Matt, mate, how you doing? What's going on, Billy? You good? I'm very well, mate. I'm just relaxed, you know. We had a little loss on Saturday, but I'll put that behind me because I've got to look forward, not back. Get, to, get to... ready for another one, mate. It's coming to spank you. Nah, listen, mate, we know we, we're used to it, mate, but you never know. You never know about the underdog. But listen, down at Arsenal this season, there have been big, big changes. Arsenal yeah. Wenger's left the fold bringing yeah. in Unai Emery and also CEO Ivan yeah. Gazidis has left for AC Milan, mate. Do yeah. you feel like your pants have been pulled down? Not at all, mate. Far from it. In fact, you know what? I, I have been one of those advocates. I'm not an... I, I wasn't... I never wasn't a Wenger out, man. Because as far as I was concerned, Wenger achieved everything the board set him as his objectives. So for me, the failings always began with the board and not Wenger. Because if the board was saying to Wenger you've got to win the league or you've got to come second or you've got to come third. If he wasn't achieving those you know, those objectives, he'd be out on his arse. So as far as I was concerned, 
the finger always was pointed at Gazidis. Everyone else was pointing the finger at the wrong man. It always should have been pointed at Gazidis. For me, 10 years there, he might have done a lot of great things in terms of getting us into that stadium and making things work and on a financial level and getting all the sponsorship and the advertising and all those kind of things right. But he took his eye off the ball when it came to the pitch and the manager. There should have been more pressure. There should have been better people put around him, a better support network, and a lot of changes. So for years we had problems in the, in the, you know, in the fitness department and in the coaching department, and those changes never happened. And now Wenger's gone. Now Gazidis has gone. I'm actually more happy about Gazidis going than Wenger. So, I mean, your expectations, I mean, Gazidis seems to have left a, a couple of his chums taken over from him. So don't you think it might be just Gazidis part two? No, I don't, I don't actually. I think, you know what? The one thing I will say is that some of the people he's brought in, I'm quite happy with. You know, he's brought in some younger, fresh blood, people that have come not just from a sporting background with Sky and Barcelona, but they actually got real knowledge of football. And that's the one thing that we lack since David Dean left is that deeper knowledge of football and a greater understanding of business. So I'm quietly confident that we've got a decent support team in there that are going to help help you know our coach Una Emery go forward and recruit better players, but at the same time push the club forward as well in terms of their advertising, their marketing reach as well. So, OK, so we're looking forward now this season. Arsenal, mm. they're no Liverpool. I mean, it's early days. But there seems to be clear pace setters already in the Premier League, and you're already yeah. looking like you're fighting to get a top four finish. And I'm honest is- with you, Bill. I never ever expect us to be top four this year, never, because I always felt like, you know, Tottenham were ahead of us, Man United were ahead of us, Man City were ahead of us, Liverpool were ahead of us, and you know we were being caught at a time by people like Everton. You know, this weekend we showed that we are not going to be caught by Everton. We gave them a proper little spanking, but you know, in terms of where I think we'll be. We, I, I don't, I don't hold great hope that we'll be top four purely because you know when people forget, you know, when Klopp first arrived at Liverpool, a lot of things were hyped up. He was going to do this and he was going to do that and he was going to be attacking football. Yeah, he bought all those things, but it was a very much a yo-yo result team at the time, up and down because they were still adjusting to what he wanted. They were getting their phys- physical, uh, you know, commitments up and and in around where he wanted. It took a while to get it right. I don't think that it'll be any different with Arsenal and Unai Emery. I believe that we'll have some great results like we did at the weekend. We'll have some bad ones as well, like we did against City and against Chelsea. So I think that against some of those clubs, we'll have bad results and some the other clubs will have some good results. But I still don't think we'll be top four. He needs to recruit a few more. We've still got problems in defence. I think we, we when you know when you start looking at people that have got injured for us this year in terms of Koscielny, Klasenac... Uh, you know, potentially we've got another injury with uh, Socrates as well at the back. You know, we're looking a little bit light on the ground for that experience that can just come in, slot in and do a job for us. So, you know, I, I still think we'll be outside the top four, but I think we're making moves in, in terms of the right direction and, and, and sort of, you know, getting the team playing how it should be playing, which is more on the front foot, but equally when we lose the ball, better defensive shape for the whole team and not just, you know, the protective midfielder and the back four. Yeah. Okay. So I mean, just coming to this game in Brentford, yeah. we've had, you know, we've established ourselves pretty much as a top ten championship yeah. side. I don't know how much yeah. you know about us, how much Arsenal fans know about us, but we buy our players that no one's ever heard of using our owner, Matthew Benham. He's got a statistical scouting network that we've got, and we yeah. just buy players using this system that he's got, and no one's yeah. ever heard of them. And then two years later, we end up having to flog them because they've scored lots of goals or they play very, very well. You know, um, we sometimes. And like I said, not always, 
where we have a tendency to take the piss out of so-called bigger teams. Teams like Aston Villa, teams like Lee, mm-hmm. we've gone there and, and we've whipped them in our division. Now, I'm going to yeah. ask you, are you a tad nervous with 9,000 rabid Brentford fans coming down to, onto North London on Wednesday? I'm more nervous about your fans and your team, if I'm honest. <laughs> <laughs> but in all honesty, no, honestly, no, do you know what? I think every every time you know a team from a lower division steps inside the Emirates or Highbury or whatever you want to call it, you have to be a little bit nervous in case you know that banana skin happens to be underneath your foot that day. You have to be. It'd be natural, you know. If you didn't, then you're a little bit arrogant, you know. You should always have a bit of respect and a bit of fear for the opposing side. Like I said, if you don't, you're a little bit arrogant. And I don't think any Arsenal team should ever be arrogant, especially in the way we sometimes defend. So, yeah, there should be that little element of nervousness. But, you know, when you look at the potential team that could set out for us in terms of, you know, Czech or Leno in goal, I personally think it'll be Leno. You know, we've got Lick Steiner, who's a decent right-back, a lot of experience, played for, you know, teams like Juve, the Swiss captain. He can help bring on some of the younger players. We've got a couple of decent left-backs and right-backs that can slot in as well if, you know, Monreal's not going to play or uh, Kolasanic is not going to be, you know, back from his ankle injury. You know, we've got players like Holding that came in this weekend, did a great job against Everton, against, you know, uh, Voslaka, I think they're called, in Europe when we played them. He did a great job, you know. And then we've got, the you know, the young Greek boy as well at centre-back. And if he doesn't play, then I expect to see Mustafi back there again. You know, so we've got a few players that I think can come in and do a job, but equally, I just wish we had a little bit more strength in depth for the for the you know the, the main squad itself, and we, we could go out and put a full squad of players out there that was you know from what I call the first team eleven or the first team twenty two that would show Brentford that respect and say, look, we know where you're coming from, we know you're decent, we're going to put a proper strong side out there. So if we give you a spanking, we give you a spanking. If it's a tough game, at least we've put a tough game in where we've shown you that respect and we've got, you know, the right game and, and result out of it. And, and the thing is, I mean, you talked about a little bit earlier about your midfield, or your defence, and you've got problems yeah. in defence. I mean, the thing about it, I mean, we've got the uh, we've got the striker who scored the most goals in, in all the yeah. divisions, you know, yeah, um, yeah. Neil Malpay. Doesn't this make you even a little bit nervous? Because the fact is that even though at one minute you could turn around and say, yeah, we're Arsenal, and, you know, and then this minute you say, well, we're playing our second string team, but at the end of the day, you want to win come what may. So you only put that side out if Bill, you think you're going to win, don't you? Bill, I've absolutely said it. We should be a little bit nervous. And of course, I'm a little bit nervous. But equally, I think we've got enough out there. You know, even if we play a couple of the young boys like the, the Sackos. Uh, the Saka, sorry, the young lad who's coming from the under-23, he's done a great job for Freddie Lundberg, put him in at left-back, maybe a Joe Willock or, 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 or uh, Zeliam from the under-23s, or maybe even the, the young kid, Emil Smith-Rowe, who scored an absolute blinder against uh, Atletico Madrid. He's another one that's doing really well for the under-23s for Freddie Lundberg. We play a few of them boys alongside the more experienced pros like the Danny Welbecks, and, and then the Alex Iwobis and then the young lad that's coming now, uh, Gwenduzi, because I don't think Torreira will actually start for us. I think it'll be uh, Gwenduzi that will start. We play them all mixed up in the sort of midfield and up the front. And then we've got, you know, a decent back line in terms of, you know, maybe Leno or Czech or Licksteiner and then maybe Monreal or Saka and then Holding and then either Mustafi or uh, Mavropanas. I think if we play any of them back lines there, we've got enough there to do the right job and get a result you know but I'm not being arrogant about it for for sure I think it'll be a a tough game potentially and potentially it'll be a tight game as well it always is or it could just you know it could go the other way 
some of our boys go down and have an absolute blinder. You just never know. That's the kind of team that we're putting out at the moment. We're right. the sort of guys that would just put out a team that you just never know what's going to happen. Brentford played Arsenal in the close season. It was a really hard-fought game. Arsenal yeah. played a lot of their non-World Cup first-team members yeah. alongside some up-and-coming youth players as well. Yeah. And we played a lot of our first-team players as well with some youth team or a B-team players as well. Yeah. Um, I think Obiem Yang scored for Arsenal as well, yeah. You know, which yeah. is all good. Now, I'm just wondering, because you've also told us about a lot of players that may or may not come into the side here. Who yeah. are you really looking out for? Who do you think ultimately I'm really looking forward to seeing this player playing and actually making a mark on this side so that maybe he actually might be able to get into the first team? Well, I think, you know, first of all, in terms of the pre-season stuff, I never read too much in the pre-season. It is really just a fitness exercise. And yeah, it's not great that, you know, you lose, you know, a few games here and there, but ultimately it's more about the fitness than the win or the loss, you know? Because sometimes you take a scalp of, you know, an athletic home and then you might lose to a Brentford. But it's not that big a deal because ultimately it doesn't mean anything in terms of league position or, you know, going through in the cup and stuff. But ultimately, if I want to see certain people play out in this particular game against you guys, I want to see Leno in go. I want to see Lich Spine at right back. I'd like to see the young boy Saka at left back. I'd like to see Holding. So I think he's done a fantastic job in the last few games. I want to see the young Greek boy Mavroponas. But from what I can understand, He's been carrying a bit of a groin injury, but you know we'll have to wait and see. Hopefully he gets for it. And then I'd like to see Joe Willock in the midfield alongside uh, Gwen Doozy and Alex Awobi. So they've got a mix there of premiership experience and European League experience alongside some of the young boys. So not only Joe Willock, but also Emil Smith-Rowe, who again has been you know, ripping up the under-23s. And then up front, I want to see Enketier, Eddie Enketier, 14 goals last season, doing really well with the under-23s this year, four goals from four games. And when he came on against Norwich last year in the Caribou Cup, he got two goals that got us through to the round. And then alongside him, I want to see Danny Welbeck leading the line. Bags of experience at all levels, international, European. And he's done well in the last few games to play for us both in the league and in Europe as well. He just needs more game time now. OK, so listen, could be a bit of a nervous time for the Bees, but listen, we'll take it all on. But look, I'm going to ask you finally, Arsenal have played Brentford 12 times in our history. Yeah. You've lost five times, you've won only three Okay, admittedly, the last time we played is in 1947. But do you think on Wednesday, the Gunners will wreak revenge on the mighty, mighty bees? Well, I, I do expect us to get a good result against you. We're at home. I think, you know, we're slowly getting into the groove of what Emre, you know, expects out of the team. But ultimately, you know, we are a team that is going to be very different from what we've been playing in the league. So I do expect there'll be a few little hiccups or possibly a little bit of sort of disjointedness between the players that are coming in that haven't really played a lot together. But I still think we should be good enough to get a result against you guys. But I, I do expect a very hard, tough game. You guys will definitely be up for it. You'll have all your fans there. It'll be a big stadium for, you know, some of your players as well. And they'll want to impress have you still got that Arsenal boy playing for you? Is it Yanaris? Oh, yeah, yeah. Yanaris is there. He, he came yeah. on on, I think he came on on Saturday against Derby. Again, the one thing about us is that away from home, we haven't been great this season. We right. tried to flip it up a little bit away from home, but we're still trying to find the right formula. We played brilliant football, you know, and we probably should have won a couple of matches at Blackburn and at Stoke. But Derby, yeah. to be fair, they had our game and Villa had our game as well. And we were looking a little bit... So we just thought it's going to be interesting to see what where Arsenal do, because uh, if they do what the, these guys did as well, we could have been a little bit of a pickle, you know, the, the yeah. fast, high press. But if you actually give us space to do what we want to do, then it could be a really interesting game on Saturday. 
Well, I'll tell you what, Unai Emery has one thing he said all along, he likes to play the high press and fast pace. So I fully expect if the boys ain't out there doing their job properly, he'll be ripping them a new one at half-time or even for the game because he's one of those guys you can see standing from the touchline giving it loads already. So I, I expect our boys to put your boys under a lot of pressure. So I hope your guys' first touch and, and, and forward vision is a lot better than it's been recently because if they, if they had the same game that they had against Derby, then they could be under pressure, mate. This goes out to you, 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 huh? Your reign on the top was short like leprechauns as I crush so-called willies, thugs, and rapidons. Uh, get in that ass quick fast like Ramadan. It's that rap phenomenon, Don Dada. So listen, Matt, I mean, we're playing some music here in the background again, and us, yourself and myself go back way back, music industry, mm. for years mm. and years, we've had some great, great times together. This tune yeah. in the background, Matt, tell us all about it. Boy, Notorious B.I.G. kicking the door, waving the 4-4, that just reminds me of, you know, my days on Kiss, where I used to live in Finsley Park. I'd walk from Stragwin Road to Kiss FM, which was on Holloway Road at the time. I'd go in there, I'd do my radio show on a Sunday, and then I'd literally stroll around the corner right into the old Highbury and watch my team. So that those those kind of songs there, that that particular artist as well, he was the greatest of all time. For me back then, you know, some of the football I was watching was the greatest of all time as well. What were the Invincibles and, and, and teams like that? So for me, that that tune perfectly sums up what we was all about. We just go in there, waving a four four, taking over and just beating everyone. Matt White, it's been great chatting to you. This has been Five from the Hive, and Matt. Wednesday night, we're going to go down to the Arsenal. Win or lose, we don't care. We're having a laugh. Brentford fans are getting there early. I heard some of them taking a day off. Some of them taking two days off. <laughs> and honestly, we've got people who have flown in from Hong Kong. We've got my man, the Bahraini Bees, flown in from Dubai, Bahrain, America. I'm telling you, this is a big one for everyone. So, Arsenal, I know you had Cologne come down a few years ago and, and they, they, yeah. they, they got a bit excited. I think there might be some, some more excitement on, on Wednesday night. Mate, do you know what? I'm actually gutted that I'm not going to be there because unfortunately I've got to fly out to Ibiza for a week where I'm doing the closing parties and my soul's having a big party out there as well for a week. So uh, if people can't join us in Ibiza, I hope you will have a great time at the Emirates because, you know, I know it'll be, you know, whatever happens, you're going to have a great time. But, you know, hope, hopefully the Arsenal fans embrace you guys like we embrace some of the other teams that have come in there and we just hope everyone has a good time. There's no bad vibes. That's right, mate. So listen, Matt, I'll catch up with you later, mate. Yes, bro. Good stuff. See you soon, man. And a big thanks there to Ait, Matt White, for his Arsenal input. You can check out besotted.com. We've got all sorts of articles. We've got podcasts. We've got videos on there from this game and all other games as well. And also, if you check our podcast, Pride of West. Dot London. We've got a podcast up on Thursday. We've also got a post-match podcast straight after the game. Home and away fans all giving their point of view. And if you check out Monday as well, we have a podcast from our radio show on Love Sport Radio. That's Pride of West. Dot London. Check it out. Stupid, 
away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.